Hello, this is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading African Myths of Origin today. Been reading them like all month, past a month, I think. I forget sometimes that I'm reading a story a day, so when there's like 90 stories, it's like 90 days. I, I know that's obvious, but sometimes you just forget because you get so into the reading. And excitement of like, wow, I have new stories to read. But anyways, follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see my illustrations because there's always new things to draw too. Um, the story today is the Jukun Kingdom of the Kor or Afa. Kor or Afa. Let's get it started because it's kind of a long story and I want to get this done. There's an italicized little paragraph and then we jump into the son of Ama. All right. The Kor or Afa peoples live along the upper Benu River. Midway between the Nigeria and the kingdoms of kingdoms near Lake Chad, their traditions show an interaction with the Kanura or of Bornu. To the north, the Jukun were the loyal royal clan. The kingdom itself seems to have shifted capitals over time, and Wukar was the last royal city. These accounts are retold from the works of a colonel administrator mm. so it's probably whitewashed a bit here we go the son of ama the jukun believe in a creative divinity with two aspects one celestial a and male known as chado and the other earthly and female known as ama they may they may be a couple they may be a twofold entity Identification depends upon the context. It is Chado who sends rain. It is Ama who causes the crops to grow. It was Ama who created people. She brought them along with certain animals from spirit from the spirit world. But at first, they were not fashioned as they were today. The woman's vagina was placed under her arm. Ama arranged the organs of the man and the woman so they would fit together. Ama also brought forth the animals and the spirits that now populate the world. I wonder where the penis was at first then. Because if the vagina was under the armpit, I just wonder how awkward the sex was today. We're like, we got to fix this, y'all. This is really weird that you're in my armpit and I'm in your, like, stomach? I don't know. Anyway, all right. <clears throat> Among the, these spirits is Aka, death. Who, is, who in the earliest times traveled on foot across the earth, wrestling those he met. If anyone could overthrow Aki, that person would live. But he once had a conversation with an aunt who told him that he would do better if he avoided direct confrontation. Ants do their work unseen, beneath the ground, and their presence is known only when their tunnel causes, uh, causes walls and houses to collapse. Aki took the ant's advice and now does an uh, attack a person openly. Now does not attack a person openly. He kills from within. Ooh, that's deep. There is a story of Adibu Ma, son of Ama, which perhaps shows a different side of her character and explains why evil and witchcraft exists in the world. 
There was a woman in the earliest times, and she ate all her young. She swallowed everything she encountered, but one child she swallowed caused her problems. After she had swallowed him, a lump appeared on her thigh, and a voice came from within her body asking her to cut the skin and make an opening. She did so, and a boy leaped out, fully armed with a bow and arrow and hunting equipment. She named him Adi Buma, which means child of Ama, and tried immediately to devour him. But he avoided her and told her to wait. That would provide her with something he would he would provide her with something better. Since after all he was very small just then, he went out hunting and brought tremendous quantities of game to his mother. And she devoured all of it and asked for more. He would he was the dish she wait, he was the dish she particularly wanted. She would eat whatever game he brought ducker, gazelle. Bush pig, heart beast, buffalo, and then asked him to come and be eaten. And each time he would put her off, but he quickly grew into an adult. And his mother then told him that he had grown up and it was time for him to be eaten. Then he brought her an especially large quantity of game, enough to keep her eating for days, and slipped away from their hut. He traveled for several days until he thought he had gone far enough. And then he made us he made use of a, of the hunter's magic, which he had brought with him into the world. He took an egg from the hunter's bag and broke it. And the egg immediately became a walled, uh, walled town with inhabitants and their domestic animals. The people of the town made him their king and he settled in a royal place palace with many wives and servants to help him. He told the people to be to clear fields around the town, and he gave them crops to plant from his bag. One day, when Adibama had asked the people to come with him to work in the fields, his senior wife, who ruled the women in the palace, uh, told him that she could not come, that she was sick. He excused her, but asked a small girl to watch over her and tell him that what the wife did while the others were away. Eventually, he learned how his wife had left the village and gone off into the bushes where she met a woman. She bargained with the woman for spices and ingredients of a special soup, and they agreed on the price. But when the woman from the bush produced the spices and began to measure the, out the quantities, the king's wife was surprised how little she was getting for her price. As is the Juku custom, Jukun custom, she used her husband's name as an explanation. Adibuma. Indeed, those are small piles of spice. What do you measure them? What With what do you measure them with? At that, the woman added more spices to each of the piles, saying, we should not be in conflict. Perhaps I don't know the measures used in your city. Tell me where it is, and I will bring more. I will bring my... Wars to your market. I guess spices is what that is. I'm assuming that's the, the mother of Abibama. The king's wife led the stranger to the town. And as soon as they passed through the gate in the walls, the woman from the bush seized the king's wife and swallowed her up. Then she seized the little girl who was following them, although the king's wife had not seen her, and swallowed her. She seized the guards at the gate and swallowed them up. And then she roamed through the town, swallowing up every living thing that she encountered. 
until the town was empty and lifeless. Only a chicken escaped her, and it scuttled around the huts and flapped to the wall and then out into the road. Down the road it went towards the fields where Abibama and his people were working, and every now and then it fluttered up into a tree or a bush and clucked loudly, crying out, Adibama, your mother has come. She has eaten your town. So we all know why the chicken crossed the road, everyone. To tell Adibama that your mama done ate everybody. Which is a still a good your mama joke, too. Why the chicken crossed the road? Because your mama ate everybody, and I have to let everyone know. Run for help. Good one. Um, Adibama heard the chicken and understood this message and immediately sent his people off to gather roots and plants to be used in a special medicine. Meanwhile, the king and his warriors gathered their weapons and hastened to the city. The king had 60 spears and he knew that his mother had 60 teeth that she could use as weapons. When they met just inside the walls of the city, he called to her and reproached her for her ferocity that left nothing alive around her. But she simply opened her mouth and gestured for him to come and be swallowed up like the others. He hurled a spear at her. It missed. She plucked out one of her teeth and threw it at him. It too missed. So they traded missiles, teeth, and spears until almost all were gone. The king had one spear. The mother only had one tooth remaining. Then the chicken, which had followed the king back into the town, clucked at him. And the king understood his message. He should not throw the spear, but only brandish it. And when his mother threw her last tooth, he alone would have a weapon. So he brandished his spear and went through the motions of throwing it. But at the last moment, he made the spear spin in his hand, and then he held it behind his body. His mother threw her last tooth. It missed. Then he rushed against her and pierced her belly with the spear. And as though he had burst a dam, everything she had devoured came pouring out of the, her belly. People, animals, and everything. But they were dead. They lay limp and piled on the ground. The king then <laughs> called to his people and they brought the roots. I didn't mean to laugh at all that death. Sorry. <clears throat> to his people and brought... It was a little funny though. I thought everybody was going to come out like alive like in other shows where like something gets swallowed up like the Little Red Riding Hood. But that's not what happened. And she and she's got no teeth. So I just think of this like toothless lady. <clears throat> I just think it's funny. All right. They were dead. They lay limp in piles on the ground. The king called to his people and they and they brought the roots and plants that he had ordered. With these, he made a magical water into which he placed the dead bodies and that had burst from his mother's belly. The bodies came back to life. The bodies had uh, that had been longest in the belly had their skins bleached to a pale white. Those that had spent so long had reddish skins. No, had spent not so long had reddish skins, like the Faluna. And the last arrivals had dark brown and black skin. The little girl who had accompanied the wife told the king what he had happened, but he had guessed most of it already. Only his wife could have brought his mother to his town. And so he did not revive his senior wife. Damn. Instead, her body was burned and the ashes from the fire were taken down to the river. Okay. 
but the wind carries some of the ashes away from the river and where and where the ashes touched the ground calabashes grew up along the path up to the stream where the people got where the people got their drinking water there was an enormous calabash in the center of the patch and it soon grew large enough to swallow up the woman as they came to fetch water at, at the stream the king fed a goat with medicine and sent it against the calabash although the goat butted it and pierced the shell with his horns it could not destroy the calabash so the king fed it more medicine until the goat was able to break the calabash when it when it charged and then again the king revived the people who had been swallowed up by up in the calabash and they burned the pieces but some of the ashes escaped and touched people and that's how witchcraft and sorcery came into the world the ashes of his first wife that and really she wasn't really a villain she just happened to mistakenly let her mother come in who ate everybody so ama was one of the first so ama in some of these stories is a good originator of people in this story though at the bottom it was like she was eating everything and she had to get destroyed that was a crazy story it also also brought up a lot of difference the different of people people that got swallowed the longest right suppose pale earth skinned and the people that were eaten earlier were darker skinned um because they weren't part of the digestive process that's interesting all right well that is reading with finance thank you for listening follow me and everything's just fine hey 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 read every day if not you got me i'll read every day so enjoy it Thank you.